You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. We hope that what you're about to hear will bless you and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. We hope that it will strengthen you in faith and that it will help you better understand and better recognize who you are in Christ Jesus. to minister something to you that I really believe will bless you. I want to talk to you about how angels assist in your destiny. Praise God. How angels assist in your destiny. And what I do is I'll move along here, but if the Lord points you out to me, I'll give you a word. Um, If I give you a word, it will be good. God didn't call prophets to stand up and say, you sinner, you. He wants something that's comforting, something that that is edifying. And prophecy is all about your potential. God speaking your potential to you. So if you get a word, it'll be something good. So don't run out. Don't try to hide. It'll all all be all right. Amen. Hebrews 1.13, are you there? But to which of the angels did he say at any time, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? That's just good right there. That's what God does. He makes our enemies be put under our feet. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation? That's us. These angels are designed, created, equipped to minister to you, to minister for you. They are attendants. They are, they attend you, heirs of salvation. They, um, that's us. That is us. So I I hope today that that you uh, don't think that angels are some kind of fantasy. They exist. I know if you've been a Christian for very long, you understand that you live in two worlds. You live here in this natural world, but you also live in the realm of the kingdom of God. The, the uh, spirit of God is within you. And so you are actually uh, able to download what's in the spirit into this realm by faith. And I won't get off on faith because I know you're taught very well about that. But angels exist in that realm around you. They are here around you and they're here to help you. Now you have at least two angels. You've had at least two in your whole life, but I believe with all my heart that right now that more have come to assist you in these days. And I believe with all my heart that they are wise, they are moral. They don't don't assist in anything that doesn't have integrity, but they will assist you the righteousness of God in what you're doing in this world. So um, I want to take a minute now and just lay this out here for you um, concerning where we are so that you'll truly get the benefit of why I wanted to bring up angels today. Uh, My favorite prophet has already given a word this year and I want to read it to you. Yeah, for next year. So God is really mean in business, isn't he? He's got us three months ahead here. Listen to this prophecy. This coming year is not going to be anything like anybody has thought up to now. 
This is a year of fabulous outpourings from heaven. Notable miracles at the hands of not only ministers in the fivefold ministry, but just among the people. Believers will lay hands on the sick and notable miracles will be done. But watch for the children. Watch for the children coming forth with miracle working power manifest around them. And they are just children and they will be just children. And I'm not talking about 15 to 20 year olds. Of course, they are involved, but saith the Lord, watch the little ones. A child will lead them. Many things are going to happen, going to be happening in the kingdom of God in 2017. And it won't be anything like you thought. It will be grander and greater an outpouring such as never been seen before, saith the spirit of grace. Now, I believe this with all my heart. I believe that we are in the greatest outpouring, the greatest awakening that has ever happened on the face of the earth. Azusa Street will look very pale compared to what's going on now in the church of the living God and then out to the streets. I believe this with all my heart. And so I believe that it's very important for each of us to fulfill our destiny. Your destiny is important, and I believe that God is sending angel armies to help you with your destiny right now. And so uh, the local church has much to do. I want to remind you all that uh, in the Hebrew language, there's no word for retirement. Just be happy with me about that. There's always something we can do uh, for Jesus. Amen. So uh, now, do you remember how angels helped Peter and Cornelius? You know the story. Yeah. You know, Corn- Cornelius is a man, and, and his uh, praying and his alms become up, come up before God as a memorial. And you know that angels uh, worked this system out where Cornelius and Peter got together. Remember, Peter's on the roof, and, right. and God starts talking to him about eating things that weren't kosher. Ooh. And so, you know, he's, he's, deal, he's dealing with that. But as the scene goes on, and you're going to have to read that because I don't have time to give you the whole story right now. But they end up getting together, and they are assisted by angels. Right. Now, it's interesting, their destiny, it was their destiny get, to get together. And because they got together, we're sitting here right now. Wow. The gospel opened up to the Gentiles because they got together. Because they crossed paths. Because God worked this and he used angels to work it. Are you with me? You see where I'm going. So um, what you need to understand then is your destiny is affecting lives of many people. Today we're in a cross section. Today we're sitting here right now. I've come to you. You're here with me. And we are, uh, we're just uh, touching each other's lives right now. This is a day that that the Lord has put together. Angels have brought us together on this day. We're cross-pollinating today. Amen. You help me, I help you. The person you're sitting next to, I don't believe it's a coincidence today. By the way, there's no Hebrew word for coincidence either. (laughs) Glory to God. So it's a good thing to fulfill your destiny, and I believe the angels are helping you. They assist in releasing our destiny. They help us understand our purpose and our potential. And, and you know, we need assistance. If we're going to get anywhere in life, 
uh, that we're going to achieve anything, you need assistance. Now, most of all, you need Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's the greatest assistance. He's our guide. He's our comforter. He uh, just tells us everything. He's talking all the time. He's the number one source of assistance for direction and guidance. And then we need each other. As I was just talking about earlier, we need each other. In fact, um, there is an anointing on our ministry to help people in transition. We see it all the time. People come to us and, and they go through transition. I, I would probably say that you're in good company here as well. Transition happens through this apostolic ministry all of the time. Just Church, be aware of things that you just don't see with the eye. Well, we all got in here together and shook hands, drank some coffee. It was a good day at church. Where are we going for lunch? <laughs> you know, that, that's all good, but beware of what's happening. Beware of what more is going on in the spirit realm and, and who you're influencing, who you're affecting, who's affecting you. Amen. So we're, we come together for uh, these purposes. So much of our destiny is interdependent. Right. And, you know, without mentoring and instructing and resourcing and assisting and, and uh, working with us, I think that most of our purpose would not be accomplished. But because we have this, in fact, I always say there's no shortcuts in the world except for one, and that's mentoring. If you have a mentor, God bless me with the best. Um, but, but you know, uh, then you're going to have a shortcut in life. And I think it's the only one. So there, now there are aspects of our destiny that I believe that we'll never see without angelic assistance. We need to understand that the angels are helping us. And in this time, I believe that people are being shifted and connected uh, to be in that moment that they were born for. You're in that moment you're born for. You're, you are in the greatest harvest of history. People say, I wish I could have been living in Jesus' time. Oh, no, you don't. You're sitting in here in air condition with your pretty earrings on and, and comfortable and drove up here in the car. You did not have to ride a donkey up here. You understand me? <laughs> but you're built, I mean that, but also you're built on the inside to deal with what's happening today. Like, oh, we're in a dark time. They thought that then, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they did. The Romans, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad, you know. So we have different names on them, but it's the same thing. Same thing. You're equipped. You can do it. You were born for such a time as this. Amen. So um, this is what I want you to know. Before you were ever born, God wrote down plans and destiny. He had you in mind, and he recorded them in his book about you. Let me give you scripture. 2 Timothy 1.9. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, isn't that good, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus, when? Before the world began. Before the world began. Say that with me. Before the world began. So see, God has already established your purpose. Purpose uh, in Greek means prothesis. Pro means beforehand. Thesis means um, a, a written essay or a written composition. So before you were born, 
God wrote down, or he wrote, your thesis. Your name's on it. It's in a book somewhere. Amen. Amen. So, and by the way, it's not filled with all the trouble you caused. It's filled with, with your promises. It's filled with, with, with your destiny, with your purpose. Amen. Come on, somebody. That's just, that's just the truth. So, you know, somewhere in the, eterni- in the eternities, the Godhead sat down and contemplated what they would allow you to be. Wow. Well, I just, you know, this is just wonderful. I, I just see Casey. What do we want Casey to do? Well, I think Casey should wear his hair sticking straight up and wear a bow tie. Kidding. Hey. That's awesome. Draw, yeah, they, the right people yes. will be drawn to you. That's right. Let's give him a voice. Yeah. This is his voice. Okay. <laughs> Two people got that in the room. I'll try to sing it more in tune. Evidently, I'm not the voice. Okay. So... But what we see here is he, he wrote down your, your purpose. He had plans for you. And, and then they record them in this book. And then just recorded in our book, in this main book, we see Jeremiah 29, 11. Everybody in the room can quote it. For I know the purposes which I'm purposing for you, says Jehovah, purposes of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Ladies and gentlemen, God didn't create you to go through trouble all your life to teach you lessons. That's right. Trouble is not a teacher of the church. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. The Word of God is the teacher of the church. You're supposed to come out of trouble, not be in trouble all the time. I know a lot of people who are in trouble all the time and they're not learning anything. But you're not called to trouble. Well, I'm walking my wilderness. Oh, shut to the up about that. I'm telling you, they were supposed to go through the wilderness. They were not supposed to stay in the wilderness. That was their choice. I'm going on through. I don't want to be staying up in there. Amen. 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 Glory to God. I always have to preach that because my mission on the earth is to preach God is good. Changed my whole life when I found out that I didn't have to watch everybody die and be in trouble. God is good. Amen. So now here's the thing. And you got to get this. Anything that limits God limits angels. Okay. Anything that limits God limits angels. Unbelief, disobedience, passivity, lack of understanding, and most of all, negative speech. That tongue, that's right. So there has to be unity uh, to see their work. So in light of the scripture that we read and others that we know, angels are actually briefed with your prothesis. They are actually told what you're supposed to do. You see that. I'll give you a little more proof. Um, they're, they, look, they're, they're actually viewing God, okay? They're actually looking at him. And I'm going to, uh, to tell you just a little bit more about that in a minute. They view the presence of God. They're taught by the author of your purpose, okay? You got to get that. So they're, they're looking for a time. They're looking for a place. They're looking for an event to loose you into your purpose. Hey, that's a wonderful thing. You see how much God loves you? That he's got all these, this angelic force around you helping you get places. You know you've missed a few accidents because of angels. I've missed a couple of, well, we won't talk about that, but anyway. 
the Lord saved me in his mercy quite a few times. Amen. Amen. So thank God for angels. Now, um, no, other, no other creatures are cared for like we are, church. God loves us so much. Think about Mary. She was briefed by an angel. Gabriel. Think about Elizabeth and Zechariah. They were briefed. Angel even helped Zechariah with his confession and shut him up so that John could be born. <laughs> he, he's not going to shut your mouth. You have to do it now. You're a New Testament believer. But uh, I'm glad he, glad he helped Zechariah out. Think about the Apostle Paul. An angel came and told him, look, you're not going to die. Because you have this, this, this. Do You have to appear before Caesar. Now, I'm sure the Apostle Paul just went, okay, then I'm, here I am. I'm going on. You, so you see how they're helping. They're invested in this. They're, they're moving, uh, working with us. What about Jacob? He wrestled with an angel. And, you, you know, may I humbly make a suggestion to you? Don't wrestle with your purpose. Don't wrestle with your destiny. Just, uh, just relax. And just let God do it. Just let God pull you. You don't have to try, well, I don't know if I should do that. Well, this, uh, well I better crunch some numbers. Well, I don't know. And then, uh, ease off. Yeah. Just inquire of the Lord and say, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. And he'll do it. Amen. Yeah. He's the one that empowers you to do it. Yeah. Well, God, I can't do it. Well, you don't, he, he's the one that gave you grace. Grace empowers. Right. I couldn't be a pastor if I didn't have grace. Right. You couldn't do what you do without the grace of God. Yeah. Amen. Right. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, uh, we, you know, we just relax in it. We surrender and we follow the plan. The angels uh, know what you can potentially be because it's in your thesis. Remember, it's written down. So we stop wrestling and just accept that mantle and go for it. And remember, church, it's not all about you. What? See, but, but you don't always know what's best for you. But he'll tell you. Sometimes he, he does things and teaches me. He says, now, now, what are you doing here? Why are you going to do this? This happened to me just the other day. He said, I already told you I'd give you that better one. So what are you doing? I was trying to go after something that you all know what it is, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> You're probably going to laugh. See, I have this tractor on my farm, and it needs to be covered up. It's, his name is Scoop. And scoop the tractor. And he's out in the rain, and so I was, I sowed a seed for a barn. And so I know the barn's coming, and we already have the, we're making the pad for it. But I started trying to get my faithful servant, John, who works with me there. He's uh, one of our deacons in the church, if you want to call him deacon. We don't really have that title, but he's like that. Uh, he was going to build me a little carport. And I, I heard the Lord say, don't build that carport. And I'm like, what? Uh, what about the carport? Uh, I need scoop to be covered up, Lord. Don't build the carport. You already sowed the seed for the barn. Believe for the barn. But Lord, I'm building a house right now. Believe for the barn. But, and he says, can you see how I'm trying to use uh, what I'm telling you right now to keep you on your faith? And I was like, this is just really good. Because I've been standing on my faith. I do believe I receive it. But he's, he said, would you please stop believing for one thing at a time? <laughs> Just believe. Amen. You're living in wealth. Amen. He's given it all to us. That's right. Amen. When he gave you Jesus Christ, he gave you all things. Yes. That's right. So, you know, it might be a little, little 
Scoop carport might be a little thing to you, but it's big at my house because I love scoop. Anyway, <laughs> we name all of our, our, all of our tools, you know. So um, anyway, let's look at this. Uh, I believe that the angels have come on the scene right now into the river. I called them this morning to come here and stand here and be here for the new things that are about to take place. And I, I believe that, that you've had plenty of them, but more have come. I want to read you Matthew 18.10, if you want to go there. Matthew 18.10. Matthew 18.10. Are y'all okay with this? All right. I'd keep going anyway, but praise the Lord. Are you there? Matthew 18.10. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. Talking about us. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Okay? These are the Malachi Panims. They are the angels of the face. The angels of the face. I submit to you that your angels are Skyping with God. They're Skyping with God. What's Ann Holler to do today? What's the plan for Ann Holler? Where's Ann Holler's new house going to be built? Where's this? Where's that? What are they? Whatever it is. What's, what is the plan? And God feeds them the plan. And so... Ladies and gentlemen, you have to agree with the plan, yes. which means you'll have to inquire of God and know what the plan is for your life. Amen. Right. Oh, am I going to have to go there? Okay. Praise the Lord. So church, the doctrine of doors, let's just talk about that for a minute. I didn't intend this, but there's a lot of people that teach, you know, if the door's closed, then that, it's not the Lord. Right. And so then if the door's closed, then you know God... God doesn't want you to go through it. I tell you, I've kicked down doors in the name of faith. You don't go by whether the door is open or closed. You go by what God tells you. If God says that you're going to go do such and such, then get ready to go do such and such and believe God that he'll open the doors. You need to know God's will first. You're not Gideon. You don't put a fleece out. You have Holy Spirit to tell you what to do with your life. You're going to have to discipline yourself to inquire of the Lord and ask Him and not be a pinball. Well, this didn't work, so I'll go over here. Well, this didn't work, so I'll go over here. Well, this didn't work, so I'll go over here. That's not the plan of God. The plan of God is find out His will, and after you do, don't consult flesh and blood anymore. But go with the plan of God, and the angels will help you. Amen. Telling you, you better watch out for some of those doctrines that people have out there. Now, so, so the angels are Skyping with God about your plans. They always have access to receive orders for you. And, uh, yes. Okay. So uh, now, um, they're not just here for your, your comfort. They're not just here for your protection. They are here for your protection. But, but they're here to see that, that your destiny is carried out and it's far bigger than you are. You can't do it without them. You can't do it just for, with yourself. I don't know. This is too hard for us. I don't know how we'd ever do it. Everything God wants to do is bigger than you. Yes. It's big because he's big. 
And he wants you to go to the next level. And he plans on doing it. We, we put up forms for our house and walk back and look, you know, forms, what I mean by forms, the concrete forms to pour. And we stood back and looked at them and went, nope, and walked away from it. Ended up tearing them down, spent months, and the house got bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. And, and, and we just said, you know what? God's doing it anyway. Amen. Go ahead, Lord. And so it's almost a duplex. <laughs> but you know what? That's God's business. That's right. yep. He knows what we need it for. We're, we're creating a property and going to have a school of the prophets on it and things like that and building on it. And God knows what he needs to do. He knows who needs to stay there. And so we're just trusting him. We're trusting him for it. No tiny house in our neighborhood. <laughs> hey, have you ever, let's, I want to see the show that's called Tiny House Six Months Later. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, um, uh, you know, you're going to have to agree with what God's got going on for you. And the one thing you're going to have to get, and I'm sure you're well taught in this, so I'll just mention this to you. You're going to have to understand the authority of the believer. Yes. That you have authority on this earth. That you can speak and things can happen. Well, God's in control. No, he's not. He's in control if you let him be in control. Right. And you're going to have to speak what you want him to control. Yeah. It's going to have to come out your mouth. So I suggest to you to go find the book if you've never read it. But I have a feeling with the leaders that you have that you know all about Believer's Authority. However, if you're new here, find out that you have authority. It's not all up to God. He gave you a will. So you have to agree with His will and get into His will and speak His will and confess His will and let your conversation match His will. So you can't get up in the morning and say, I'm the body of Christ and Satan has no power over me. I overcome evil with good. Blessed, blessed, blah, da, 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 da. And then go say, man, I sure do feel like the one goddess has got me. <laughs> won't, won't work. Conversation has to match confession. Yes. Yes. Now, I'm very extreme about this. Uh, but it's because I found out it works. And so our people, we've raised our people up to be very firm. We don't, we, we, if someone in our church says that just tickled me to death, we stop right there and say, you want me to agree with that? <laughs> now you say, well, that's just chit chat. Church, what you practice. Yes. What you practice saying all the time will continue to come so out. So, you know, don't practice kicking your, your tire on your car. You're going to start kicking other things. See what I'm saying? Yeah, don't, don't say you can slap your best friend. You, one day you might slap the wrong person. <laughs> you, know, you get the message. You, you should, you're going to have to practice what you want. A fear-free lifestyle, making the right confession because you're packing, church. You have power. You're full of power. What you say uh, you're operating just like Jesus did on the earth. Jesus operated in power and he could move mountains. And he told us that if we were going to move to, to uh, move a mountain, that we were going to have to speak to the mountain and not about it. Yes. <laughs> you speak to the mountain and not about it. 
And uh, the Apostle Paul taught us that the only way you're going to cast down an imagination is to fight it with words. Right. Words fight thoughts. Thoughts don't fight thoughts. That's words right. fight thoughts. Right. And so when people start getting off telling you, well, just, just think of something higher. You will if you say it. No That's right. not my thought, and I don't take that in Jesus' name. Yeah. I command a crop failure over that in the name of Jesus. Right. Get thee behind me. Yeah. And when you get up and you're clocking in, we call it clocking in. And you, you give your list out. You make sure that you agree with that list all day long. We get up every day and we say, I say the same thing and then I add things with it to it. You know, Father, thank you for this authority that I have. And by the way, in this day and age, you need to use it. You need to use it all around you and you're around. I thank you, Lord, for this great authority, and I declare today there'll be no tragedy, no accident, no sickness, no disease, no perversion, no invasion, no inflammation, no insurrection, no trouble, no sorrow, no death, no false entry, no burglary of any kind. I plead the blood of Jesus over Toby and Megan and Carter and Asher and Caleb and Jesse and Clint, me and Deb, Anchor and Victory, Holler Dollar Brim and Copeland. And that's how I say it. And Winston and Savelle. And then I, and I say, we have gates of access, doors of opportunity, and then we talk like that all day long. Amen. And when we get in our car, we say, Father, we thank you. We plead the blood of this car, top to bottom, side to side, bumper to bumper, all working parts won't bump nothing, no one, nothing, no one will bump us. Well, uh, hey, it works. It works. <laughs> Use your words correctly, church. That was not my sermon, but it was good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, let, let me see if I can finish with this and see if the Lord wants to prophesy. Okay, we're, we're good. We got eight or nine minutes. Or 14. Or <laughs> we're good. I'm working on my Victory Church clock. I'll try to work on y'all's here. Uh, so, now this is really important. If you didn't get anything else, please get this. Okay? The reason the body of Christ sees more demonic activity than angelic activity is because they activate more demons than they do angels. Now listen to me, stay with me. It's just amazing to me how conditioned and accepting the body of Christ is today to demonic strategies and activities. It's like they expect demons to move against them. You, yeah, come on. When you have a good week, well let's don't say you, when someone has a good week, it's almost like that second week. They're like, well, this week has been good, so what's going to happen? We shouldn't live like that, church. We shouldn't be living like that at all. But you know, over now, some of you are young and good, and I'm glad you didn't go through this. A lot of us were brought up, and they, th they taught us Demons 101, Demons 102. Is that right? Demons 103, Demons 406, you know. So we, did, we you know, and so they expect the king of hell to fight them at every turn. They expect hell's obstacles. And you know all of us have done that. We've expected hell's obstacles. But listen, they are there to kill, steal, and destroy. But why not renew our mind to the fact that we have more assisters than resistors? Amen. Why not start thinking about that? You remember what the prophet said to his helper? He says, oh, there's more with us than, than there are against us. There are more with you. There's more angelic help than a demon coming in and trying to boo at you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the demons come in thoughts. That's what they are. You're not going to make it. You're broke. What are you going to do? You'll never make that payment. 
You're not going to get that job. You're a failure. That's demonic force right there. Why not start listening to the angels whisper in your ear and say, today you're going to make your destiny. Today you're going to find favor. Today you're going to have success. Today's going to be a bright day. And so is tomorrow. And so are down the line for two months. And you're going to make progress. You're going to win on every side because that's what the angelic help is for, to help you win on every side. Why don't we get that mindset instead of expecting darkness? Well, you know, watch out. I'm not watching out. You better not. You better watch what you say about the devil. What? No. He's a defeated foe. Jesus defeated him 2,000 years ago. The only thing he has intact, church, is his intellect. And all he's trying to do is get you to empower what he wants to do. He can't be empowered unless you empower it. That's why you need to watch what you say. He can't do anything to you that you don't let him. You have to oppose yourself to let the enemy in. And we've all done it. Thank you for grace, Jesus. And God delivers us out all the time. But why not renew our attitudes that angels are helping us? Why not renew our attitudes you get up in the morning where you're just not having to say, I declare there'll be no tragedy, accident, blah, 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 blah. But you start saying, angels, I have divine access. Doors are open to me. Favor is open unto me. I declare the light and the life of the Zoe life of God touch every cell of my body. Every, bo- every cell in my body has a, a door. And I command that door to open and, and be cleaned out and the light and the life of the Zoe life of God to come in. Touch every organ of my body because God has empowered me to be in health. Why not be saying these things instead of, well, I hope that Womba Goddess doesn't start going down into my leg today. <laughs> I heard the devil. I, I, I was walking, I walked out of my bathroom and I was walking around to go out into the house and my leg was really hurting. And I, I mean, it was hurting, hurting. And I, and I heard the devil say this to me, like he was talking like he was God. And, and I know you've heard that voice. He's trying to act all holy and everything. So, <laughs> right. And so he, I come and he says, this is going to be a long battle. And I went, <laughs> I caught it that fast. I said, the battle is the Lord's. Yes. The victory is mine. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't have a battle. That's right. You're lying. And pain left. Never came back. Never came back. But, you know, he's going to get his flip chart out. Will you take this? You have this symptom? How about this? How about this? You, yo, you're not making enough money? Let's see if we go broke. You're going to go broke. No, you're not going to go broke. You're going to prosper. You have prosperity angels. Tell them to go get some money. (laughs) Oh, and then she was going to start talking about money. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because you need some if you're going to help somebody. Oh, so you're one of those who believe that you give to get? No, I believe you get to get to give. You get to get, you give to get to give. You give to get to give. You give, you get, you give, you get, you give, you get, and you turn into your own Holy Ghost philanthropist. And you're able to give to every good work because you cannot outgive God. And angels will assist you to that. They'll find you investments. They'll find you all sorts of things. You get money in the mail you weren't expecting. You'll get, uh, uh, 
So one guy gave me part of his company. And, and then this other guy comes and says, I'm going to do this business. You get in it. Oh, wait, here, let me pay, pay. And then you get in it. Here, yeah, I'll give you some money. Now you can pay to get in it. And then, but I'm just not going to let you fail. Just let me work it. I'm like, glory to God. Okay. That's the way life should be. Then this other guy tells me, he says, uh, okay, so I'm going to frame up your house for you. He says, but I'm going to knock 10000 off your house. And then I'm going to knock 10000 I'm a roofer too. I'll knock 10000 off the roof. Amen. And then they say, okay, this is good. Then he comes to me the other day and says, you know what? I've decided that I'm going to leave my head man on your property <laughs> so you can use him and I'll just pay him. And I said, you know something, don't you? He says, I totally get the give to the prophet thing. <laughs> and did you know, since the day he stepped on my property, he's gotten a million dollar deal that he's working on in a development. I mean, God's just, hey, uh, whoever you are, when you appreciated your leader here, when you honored them, you got a harvest coming. And it's a good one. And those kinds of harvest are a little bit different. They're, they have honor with them and they'll come full force upon you. I've seen it every time. I've, this, this, I've seen people give to me and I've seen, and this is, I'm not asking you to give to me. Don't think things like that. I'm talking about my people, what they've done. Um, uh, and I've seen them just shoot up, totally shoot up. When you honor, this is what happens to you. Well, who's helping you with that? Angelic forces are helping you. Well, how did I get to here? Sometimes I just can't even hardly understand how we got to where we were. Yeah. God just does it. Just Amen. Does it. Amen. So listen to this and I'll just close. Why not renew your mind to the fact that we have far more sisters helping us than we have resistors who are causing us to lose? Let's expect Holy Spirit and His angels to come to our aid. Why not expect angel armies uh, to have a better strategy than the devil? And why not expect our leader Jesus and his angels to be far more powerful and wiser than the angels who were dumb enough to follow Lucifer? Yes. Amen. <laughs> our angels thought God was powerful. Why not decree and, and expect the kingdom of God to surround us and protect us and, and bring us deliverance? Why shouldn't the church expect more angelic activity than demonic activity? Amen. Amen. Father, we love you and we bless you and we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that we can recondition our minds today. That, w that we can understand that there are far more for us than are against us, Lord. That they're powerful and they're wiser. And that we can start looking for angels instead of demons every day. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you and we give you glory. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. There's someone here and you kind of see yourself. You, not, you think you're, quote, self-sustaining. The Lord says, I don't want you to be self-sustaining. I want to be your source. So come to me and talk to me about this and we'll enter into a new agreement. And I'll take care of you in ways you never thought possible. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, someone, uh, your arm, something about your arm has hurt 
And the Lord says you're healed in Jesus' name right now. Thank you for that healing in the name of Jesus. Just do what you couldn't do before because you're healed in Jesus' name. Uh, there's someone who, uh, you, like, you like specifics. You want things to be very specific. And the Lord said, okay, I'm going to give you a map. I'll give you an exact map of what I want you to do. So get before me, get your pencil and paper, and I'll show you that exact strategy and what we're going for. Uh, I, had, I was uh, standing at my pulpit two Sundays ago, and the Holy Spirit fell on me, and my dear friend Randy was in the audience, and God called him to the ministry. And I didn't even know God was going to do that. I've been looking at him. You know, your leaders will look at you. You, don't, you may not know they're looking at you, but they're looking at you. Yeah. And, and then uh, I had been looking at him, but didn't think we were there. And the Lord called him anyway and said, it's for a future time. Now, God did that in spite of me not noticing enough. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But he did it through me so it would mean the right thing. Right. Praise the Lord. Pray with me a little bit. Your, your, I'll tell you this. Your leader will find you if you'll just stay and keep going. And what you go, they'll find you and what you're supposed to do. I was sitting across the table from my leader and my name was circled in a, in a red pencil. I said, am I in trouble? And he said, no, you can be a senior pastor. And so that's what I am. And then one day he said, do you not realize that you're a prophet? Okay, so that's what I am, because you said so, because you're my leader, and I believe you. So that's where we are. 